today, I would take us all back to where it all began. I have in, my, I have in this bag here a bag full of, what are these? They're seeds. It's a bag full of seeds. And inside of every one of these seeds is simply a miracle. There's a potential miracle locked inside of this seed. Inside of this seed, there's a plan. There's a DNA. There is something that has to be unlocked in order for it to become what it was designed by our creator to be. Now, what happens if we just keep the seeds in the bag, on the shelf? Nothing. Nothing happens with that seed. But if we take the seed and we plant it into the soil, something happens. Everything begins to be unlocked. The life and the potential inside of this seed is suddenly unlocked and everything changes. You see, here's the thing. We all started out as a seed. We're all seeds, and inside of us is locked this DNA, this plan, this purpose that our creator put inside in every one of us. Before the world began, the Bible says that he saved us and he called us with a purpose. But we're not born with that purpose already laid out. That purpose isn't laid out and handed to us on a silver platter. We have to begin to work the process of purpose in order to see things begin to come to pass. Many of us are like these seeds. We were waiting on our destiny to be unlocked, trying to figure out why are we here. And for many of us, it was a mom that looked inside of our eyes and began to speak life into us and began to tell us who we are. And suddenly, from nowhere, out of our depths, something unlocked, whether we realized it or not, inside of us, and a plan began to move. The DNA, the chromosomes of who you are suddenly began to come forth because someone, and maybe it was a mom, maybe it was a grandma, maybe it was a teacher, looked at you and said, I believe in you. All of a sudden, things begin to happen, but perhaps you feel like, I was never spoken over like that in my life. Can't ever remember growing up and someone looking at me and saying, I believe in you. Or maybe someone did speak into you, but over time and the weather and the harsh elements of life, your seed died on the vine. Or maybe it was spoken into you and just choices in life, that seed just simply died. Maybe it was spoken over you and you say, man, it's been so long. That seed has been in the ground so long. I don't know if I can wait much longer to see the fruit of that seed come to pass. Maybe you look at this seed and say, I can't believe that there would be anything that is worth waiting on. I can't believe that there's actually life inside of this seed, that once it's broken open, something actually is created. See, wherever you are today, whatever situation you may be facing, and whatever relationship you have with your mom or your grandma, it, it, right now, I, I want you to forget all those things, and I want to do one thing today. I want to stir inside of you faith. 
I want to stir inside of you that there is hope for a future. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that I have. I have plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope and a future. You see, inside of you is locked a plan. And God says, I want to call that fourth plan, that plan forth in you today. But let me ask you another question. So I, I ask you what this was. It's a, it's a bag of seeds. Well, what, what is this? It's the Bible. It's the, if you grew up in Sunday school like I did, it's the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. The Word of God in the New Testament alone, 45 times, the Word of God is referred to as a seed. Jesus said it this way. He said in Luke chapter 8, he said, the seed is the Word of God. These words on these pages are seeds. They're not just words printed on paper, passed down from generation to generation. They are seeds being passed one to another. Peter said it this way, we've been born again, not of a corruptible seed but we have been born again of an incorruptible seed. When Jesus Christ lives in your life, you are no longer born of a corruptible seed, but an incorruptible seed that is flawless. That is God's promise for us. And then Jesus said this. He said, of course, we know in John 1, 1, Jesus was the word, and the beginning was the word, and Jesus is the word. And here's what he says. He says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits Nothing. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. The words in your Bible, they may look lifeless. They may look powerless. You may open up your word and begin to read and be confused and frustrated and say, what is all this stuff? Especially like if you get stuck in like, you know, Ezekiel. And you're going, what, what in the world does all this stuff mean? But inside the word of God are seeds that are full of life. Jesus said these words are full of life. Seeds have power too. They're not without power. They're not without a plan. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus goes through this whole kind of series of parables where he compares the kingdom of God to seeds. So I kind of figure if the kingdom of God is being compared to seeds, then it's important for us to understand how seeds work, right? Well, the first thing is you got to understand that there is seed time and harvest. In this world, there's a law of seed time and harvest. In this world, we have laws that are written by man. And the reality is, laws that are written by man can be broken. I mean, the, 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 uh, the school system, you know, the educational system, it can be beaten. The judicial system can be beaten. But the system of seed time and harvest, it cannot be beaten. Because God created the system. So what we find is that you cannot beat seed time and harvest. What if, what if your neighbor, they are beginning to harvest their crop and you as a farmer realize that 
for whatever reason, justified or unjustified, you had not planted your seed. And you, you look over there and you see all this harvest coming from your neighbor's field. And you're going, oh my gosh, I've, I've got to get my seed in the ground. And, and you take your seeds and you start scattering them all over. And then you, you stand there and you wait and you get your harvesting equipment out and you're ready to harvest because your neighbor is harvesting. Your neighbor is getting their harvest and you're saying, I didn't have time and I was really busy and, and, and I, I didn't get to it. But God, can you just multiply the harvest really, really, really fast, God? It doesn't work that way. Because there's a law of seed time and harvest, just like a law of gravity. If you jump off a 30-story building, a law of gravity comes into play. There's the law of seed time and harvest. The second thing is there is this law that a seed always produces after its own kind. So Marion and I, we were driving around New Circle the other day, and um, Parker was coming by us. And um, first of all, he was coming by us. And <laughs> if you've ever ridden with Marion, um, you'll realize that that means more than likely he was driving faster than 55 miles an hour. And so, uh, you know, Marion slowed down. He said, I, I thought that was Parker, you know. So he kind of slows down, and we pull over to the side. You know, we, we get in the right lane, which is very rare for Marion to ever <laughs> ride in the right lane. But so we're in the right lane, and he's, he, is now, he is now assessing uh, Parker's driving skills. So he, he's making comments, and look at him. He's right, on, he's right on the tail of that car behind him. And I, I looked at him like, a seed produces after his own kind. I mean, what were you expecting? How many years did he ride with you in the car? I mean, this is what happens. A seed produces after its own kind. And so I'm reminded of the scripture in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. It says this. It says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For... Whatever a man sows, that he also shall reap. If your words are truly seeds, think about this for a minute. If power of life and death is in your tongue, and God says, I will not be mocked, for whatever a man sows, he will reap, we have to choose our words Carefully, carefully what we say, carefully what we speak, carefully the soil of, of the life of those around us in our own life. Sometimes we are our worst enemy, aren't we? Sometimes the difference between life and death, success and failure, it's not in your spouse, it's not in how you were raised, it's not in your kids, it's right here between these two ears in your head. God is saying, look, the power of life and death is in your tongue. I will not be mocked. And a double-minded man receives nothing. So we wonder sometimes why life is handing us just weed after weed after weed. And we wonder why there's no fruit on the vine. God is saying, hello, hello, what are you Speaking, the 
power of life and death are in the tongue. So the seeds that you plant will grow up and produce a harvest, good or bad. I am in a room full of influencers. So I am saying to you, influencer, choose your words carefully. Amen? A seed is powerful. Have you ever walked down a sidewalk and you see a blade of grass or a dandelion growing up between the cracks and you wonder, how? How did this happen? That's how seeds work. They can push through rocks. They can push through dirt. Seeds are powerful. That's, that's how God created. I didn't create this seed. I would have no clue. Do you know seeds are so powerful that there is a doomsday vault full of seeds. That if there were ever a nuclear attack, if there was ever a, some kind of a environmental attack, some kind of, I don't know, tsunami, something, you know, end of the age type thing, you know, like you see in the movies, there is a seed vault so that if we were destroyed on planet Earth, somewhere in, I don't know, somewhere cold, Arctic, South Pole, somewhere, I can't remember exactly where, but there's this place that houses millions of seeds. Because even man over time has figured out that seeds contain life. And even if all of us end up, we're gone, you know, the big, you know, transformers come in and take us all down, you know, that they're still in this vault somewhere. There'll be one human left that will go find the seeds in the vault and they'll be able to live because there's life in the seeds. Seeds are powerful. Whatever the obstacles are, God's word can push through God's word can power through the rocks. God's word can power through the difficult situations. Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, I may be looking at you saying, your son, your daughter, your grandchild may be between a rock and a hard place today. You may be saying, forget about them. I'm standing between a rock and a hard place. I can't figure out what's up or down, what's right or left, what's north or south. Here's what I'm telling you. If you allow the seed of the word of God begin to work in your life, it will begin to push through even the most difficult circumstances because seeds are powerful. That's how God created seeds to work. They are a powerful force. How many of you know when you have kids? Remember I said about that card, you know, thanks mom for when you wanted to, you know, you loved me instead of slapping me. Thanks mom for telling me the truth even when it was difficult. Thanks, mom, for all that you do. And you're looking at your child right now and you're saying, come on, there's a seed inside of you. There's destiny inside of you. I, I, I know it's there. I, I know what God has told me about you. I know inside your DNA that's locked down inside of you because of circumstances and what this world has told you that you're no good that you're not good enough, that you can never become who God created, not who I as your mother or I as your father created you to be, but the creator of the universe created you to be. 
And I wanna encourage you today, don't give up on your children. It doesn't matter if they're five or 55, you can never give up on your children. Which is why moms, dads, grandma, grandpa, it's so important that you stay in the word. Because if you only look at that child that seems to be veering away from God's best for their life, if you only look at that child and say, I don't know, I I don't know if God's big enough for this one. If you only look at that child and you look at the circumstances and you begin to get frustrated, How, how how many moms in here have ever been frustrated with your kids. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> now, we could, we, we could just stop right now and we could have a little fun <clears throat> just comparing stories of why we are frustrated with our kids, right? But here's the thing. We don't conform to this world, but we transform by the renewing of our mind. And moms... If you don't stay in this word and allow the life of, the, of these words to jump off the pages into your heart, you will not have the ability to look at that son or that daughter in the eyes. Have you, have you ever, remember when your parents used to say, look at me, look at me. You know, especially, I feel like it's more of, of a guy thing. You know, I remember my dad say, look at me, son, you know, and my brother would be like, yes, sir. It's like at that moment, you knew we're locking eyes, you know, right here. I see you. I know you. This is serious. But you as a parent are not going to have the energy to say, look me in the eyes if you haven't looked him in the eyes. So it takes time to produce a seed. Wow. This is the part that kind of sucks sometimes, you know? No one expects a seed to produce a harvest the day it's planted. So this, this is a pumpkin seed. Throw it in the ground, put a little water on it, and walk away. I'm not going to come back tomorrow and find pumpkin pie. I'm not going to come back in a week and find pumpkin pie. It's gonna take some time for what's in this seed. It doesn't mean that it's any less powerful on the day it was activated in the soil, put some water on it. It was there. It was working. Whatever, however God created what is inside of this seed, it's just as powerful the day it's planted as the day it's harvested. It's just a matter of being patient and allowing that seed to take time to produce. You see, some people put God's word in their heart. They, you know, they leave church on Sunday or they have a really crappy week or crappy decade. And, and you know, and they, they get their Bible out and they kind of dust it off a little bit, you know, and, and they sit down and they, they, they just, they do that, you know, okay, God, just lead me to the page, you'd have me go, you know, and, and, and then, you know, you like do this whole thing and bam. And, and then it's like, and therefore send me a, at once a man skillful to work on gold. And, oh, that's actually not a bad one, but you know, sometimes it's like, you know, if your eye bothers you, pluck it out. 
okay, God, you know, if your hand is going places it shouldn't, cut it off. You know, I mean, it's like in that moment, what do, what do you do with that? But sometimes, you know, we're like, okay, God, genie in a bottle, come on. Come on, Jesus, make that thing work. Come on. And we, and we wonder why it takes time and we get frustrated because a seed takes time to produce. I, I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't plant a seed in the ground. Have you ever noticed how when you're waiting for something? So, so last, last month at B Kids, we started talking about patience. And we talked about, oh, they had some great stories about you guys, by the way. (laughs) But, hey, um, you know, Susan Burns told me a couple, about a year ago, what they tell, what they tell me about you, I won't believe it if you don't tell the, if you don't believe what they said about me, okay? So are we clear on this? But, but here's the thing, when I, when I plant the seed in the ground, I don't just, come on, come on, seed. Come on, come on, buddy, you can do it. Come on, seed. Come on, seed. You can do it. You remember when you were going on vacation as a kid and you had this like countdown, something really important? I, I, I think Nicole Charlton right now, I, what day are you at? 158. Okay, 158 until they get married. So, but if you run into Nicole, she can give you the countdown. But here's the thing if that's all you think about, she didn't go to work. She didn't think about anything else in life, and she just said, well, 158 days, 157 days, 156 days, and did nothing else. Those days would seem like an eternity. And so this is the thing. When we plant our seeds, we have to give them time to produce. You have to leave it in the ground over time. You can't rush the process. And as a parent, sometimes this is difficult, isn't it? Because we want to rush the process. We want them to be quicker, smarter, faster. Come on. We, you know, I, I remember when the boys were baby babies that I couldn't wait till they could hold their own bottle. I'm like, oh, my God, you know, could you just hold your own bottle, please? You know, I've got things to do. I've got people to see. We want to rush things along. But God says it's in that process that he develops us. That he creates in us the strength for what comes next. Because you think holding the bottle's a big deal? Oh yeah, you wait about 20 years. And then you'll be like, I would love to hold their bottle. (laughs) Just let me hold their bottle, you know. It takes time for a seed to grow. Again, moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas, you have to stay in the word to give you the patience that you need to not kill your children. It's just that simple. There, there. Have there ever been times when you've just walked away from a situation like you just, you just need to leave the room right now because I, I am going to kill you. And then you're like, Jesus, you better take the wheel before I kill them right now. You got it. But, 
But here's the thing, if you don't have a well to draw from, then you're going to just conform to maybe, I don't know, maybe when you were a child, maybe your mom, your dad didn't know to go to the word. Maybe they reacted instead of responded. Maybe you were hurt by those things. And if you don't create inside of you the depth of a well, of the strength of the word of God, of love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, if you don't create that well in yourself, you will react in moments and you will say things. So we're in this process at home right now of, of redoing our deck. It started over spring break. Oh my gosh. Don't ever build a wood deck. Just, just concrete it, throw some brick on it, and, and call it a day. You know, because those suckers became a real pain after, you know, years and years. So, so Marion's in the process of, like, taking out the rotten boards and putting the new ones in. So here was kind of our deal. I will go to Perspectives. I'll buy the stripper. You get the power washer. I'll roll the stripper stuff on to get the stain off. I'll power wash. You take out the boards, put, cut the new ones, put those down. But here's the thing. When I went to the store and bought this bottle of stripper, and I read on the instructions, make sure you cover all the plants where you're going to apply this stripper. Because here's what happens sometimes. As parents, grandparents, coaches, teachers, we react. And there is this life forming Everything you've been working for, for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, and all of a sudden, something happens, and you start putting stripper on your deck, and you start spraying it, and all the chemicals, everything that could kill that plant, that beautiful plant that you'd spent so much time growing, the leaves are no longer, you walk by the next day, and you go, whoa, which by the way, I did cover mine, but those are not green leaves anymore. Those leaves are now brown. And then you walk by a little later, a couple, maybe a day later, and, and now they're not just brown, but they're shriveled up. The power of life and death is in our tongue. Yes. We can work for 30 years and abort the process in one day. God says, be wise, realize it takes time with our kids. It takes time with those that we love. This seed takes time to produce. And when it starts to produce, give it a little more time. A seed will stop growing without nourishment. Planting a seed is not enough to actually see the harvest. A seed has to be protected it has to be taken care of. So yesterday I was down at the farmer's market and I picked up a couple tomato plants. And uh, this particular one here, oops, is a yellow cherry tomatoes. Now, my family loves cherry tomatoes and uh, I'm hoping that I can, this is not its best day. Let's hope that it will have better days. I have a decently green thumb, but not an amazing green thumb. But here's the thing. If I plant the seed and I go from here, now this is pumpkin, so they are not all things equal. 
And, and, and it grows to, you know, the pumpkin vine. You start to see, here's this tomato vine. You still don't see, if I didn't tell you that it was a yellow cherry tomato, you wouldn't know. And I'm not going to look at that tomato sapling and say, what's your problem? Come on, I'm hungry. I want to see some fruit here. I mean, I plant, I got the soil, I got the seed, I stuck you in there, I watered you, I want to see something happen. No, it takes time. And if you really like flowers and you, and you like fruits and vegetables, you find that even within that, there's a certain amount of chemicals and a certain amount of miracle grow and a certain time of day that you should feed them and certain rhythm to how you feed your plants to get the most life out of them. So here's the thing, guys. For the last 17 months, I've been hanging out with your kids and be kids. And here's what I've found. We have together some pretty incredible kids. Incredible, incredible kids. The only way that we can unlock the seeds of destiny in our kids is if we put them in soil that speaks life into them. That we water them, that we, that we take care of them, that we create the best environment for them to begin to grow and begin to develop. That's why we have B kids. That's why we have B students. That's why we have the redefined. That's why we have community for our college and young adults. See, here's the thing. We don't just do these things to have a babysitting service for your kids. We do these things to say, come on, we are stronger together. And I'll, I'll, I'll water. I'll water a little bit here on Sunday morning. And then you water on Monday and on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday. Then come back and, and on Sunday, guess what? We'll, we'll water again. You can also help me water. That would be even more amazing. And that was not in my, that was not in my message. A shameless plug for me, kids. Parents. This is an awesome opportunity. The creator of the world gave us the opportunity to somehow procreate and create other seeds and then trust us with that. Holy cow. I remember the day we left the hospital with Parker and Mary and I looked at each other and said, we have no clue what we're doing. I mean, we're putting it in the chair, in that seat, and we're driving it home, and what do we do next? God gives us the opportunity to partner together, one family to another, one family with a church, and together we cultivate seeds that grow strong and they begin to produce fruit. And suddenly they're no longer just a little tomato plant. They are mighty oaks planted by the river of God that are producing shade and strength. That is what we have the ability to create. But we can't do that. Now, 
if I just go ripping this, I have to get that seed. And I start tearing this thing out. And, and I'm like, man, come on, come on. What's, what's going on here? You need to move faster. And, 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 and on the way to church in the morning, you know, I'm, I'm like the crazy mom, which I have to say, I've been the crazy mom on Sunday mornings. I've been the crazy mom on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I, we've all been the crazy mom, but we can't always be crazy mom and not be in the word. Because eventually this soil, will just tear apart and there will be no life. Now, let's look at another question again. What if the seeds never came? See, now the OCD in me, is gonna, that, that just bothers me. It's just a little, just a little messy, you know. Here, here's what I found out, moms, with your kids, when they're messy, you pick your battles, okay? So if it's not worth fighting or losing your salvation over, then just let it go. So... What if the seeds stay in the bag? What happens? Nothing. Nothing. We've established that already. If the word, what if it stays on the pages of your Bible and never gets planted in the soil of your heart, the soil of your kid's heart, what what happens? Nothing. Nothing happens. Hmm. Wow. So here are, I think I'm going to, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, bear with me, I wasn't great in math, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, I was just joking, fourteen, <laughs> fifteen, sixteen, 17, 18, 19, 20. Right here are 20, 20 seeds. 20 seeds right here. Statistics show that only one, one seed will find its destiny in life. That only one seed will find and fulfill its purpose for which inside of this seed it was created to fulfill. That only one seed out of the 25% will find its success curve in life, unlocking what God created this seed to be. That means that 19 seeds will never realize the destiny that was Planned before the foundation of the world inside of that seed. The DNA, the chromosomes, everything, everything that God saw for these 19 seeds. 95% of us live in a place of unfulfillment. We live in a place of lack of satisfaction. We live in a place where we feel like a failure. We don't feel like a success. 5% of us say, I feel like I'm doing everything God created me to do and I'm ready to take on even more. But 95% of us are saying, I'm going to bed and I feel just like I did the day before. It's like Groundhog Day all over again. Wow. The odds are stacked against us in this world that we live in, everything is so busy, everything is so crazy, the odds are stacked against us. In this world, 
There are so many things that tell us we're not enough. Not smart enough, not tall enough, not short enough, not black enough, not white enough, don't speak enough languages, not smart enough, not rich enough, not poor enough. So many things in this world tell us that we're not enough. Have you ever heard someone say to you, maybe they didn't say it with their words or maybe they did, maybe with their actions, you know what, you're not enough. In this world, we have to break the limits. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. The Bible says that greater is he who lives inside of us than he who lives inside of this world. Seeds don't grow sitting on a shelf. If I leave these on my garage shelf, I'm not going to come back in four months and find a pumpkin patch. It just doesn't happen that way. And if you just sit on a shelf... And you don't break open the word of God and begin to water your seed. You will never fulfill what God has created for you to fulfill. The seed of the word, it has to be sown into your heart, into the soil of your life for his plan to emerge. You have to sow the truth of the word of God into your heart, into the soil of your heart, into the soil of your kid's heart. You have to prophesy. You have to pray. You have to speak life. Even when they don't want to hear it, you speak life. Even when you want to slap them, you speak life. You intercede on their behalf. You speak God's plan over their lives. That from the foundation of the world... There's a book, a destinies, and their destiny, and your destiny, and my destiny are written inside of that book. That the creator of the world, but if we just sit on a shelf, we'll wonder, my God, why am I here? And we'll self-medicate with crazy stuff and wonder, my God, why am I here? But God says, you're here because I have a plan for you. I have a destiny for you. Your children are here because there's a plan for them, a destiny for them. Once you know the power of a seed, you can break the odds for others. Do you want your kids to live in this 95%? No, you want kids to live in this, you want your kids to live in this 5%, but they can't go there unless you go there first. As you lead them, they, they'll look at you and go, my, my mama says I could do anything. My mama says greater is he that lives inside of me and that's in this world. My mom says just go for it, you can do it. But if you don't believe that yourself, It's much harder to speak that into the life of your kids. But here's the thing. That's where the miracles happen. When you say, I'm not going to live in the 95% that says everything should be owed to me. And why isn't life happening the way it should? And every day's a groundhog day. But I wake up in the morning 
And I begin to speak the word of God over my life. And then things begin to change. The miracle begins to happen. The seed begins to emerge. The potential inside of it begins to be unlocked. And then you stand in the gap for others and begin to unlock their purpose. That's why we were created on this earth. Wow. That's why we're here. We're not here just to, just to get a job. We're not here when, when God says, who are you? It's not, well, I'm Joe the plumber. It's, it's not, I'm, I'm Sally the teacher. It's, no, I am Joe. I am a child of God. It's Sally. I am a child of God. He created me with his purpose. It's a miracle that I'm even here. And it's a miracle that your children are even here. So today, I'm going to ask you, what are you going to do to move from the 95% to the 5%? Instead of being a statistic, becoming a miracle. God won't do it for you alone. He can't. It's a partnership. He's not the guy that we just speak to and say, okay, God, poof, make it happen. He's the guy that says, come on. Work with me and watch the process happen. It's the simple things, day after day, that make the difference. It's the simple things, day after day, that begin to build towards fulfillment and unlocking destinies in your life. It's the simple things like, I open my Bible five minutes a day. Just say, I will commit to five minutes a day. Start in the book of 1 John and say, I I'm going to read five minutes a day and I'm going to begin to watch the word of God plant into the soil of my life and change my world. Five minutes a day, that's all I'm asking for. When you're driving down the road, Turn off the country music station or the pop station or whatever. Put on some podcasts that speak life into you. Put on the, put on the Bible. Put on you version. Plug it into your car and listen to it. Listen to worship music. Be consistent about building a deep well in your life so that suddenly when seeds are planted, something can grow. Who wants to die? You know that dash on our tombstone, born and died those years? Who wants that dash to be nothing? What will people say about you? Here's what I know. Doesn't matter if you're 20 today or if you're 70 today. You are still alive, living on planet Earth and God has given you the ability, as a matter of fact, the Bible says, today's a new day. A new day. His mercies are new every morning. That if you make the decision today, you know what? I've done some stupid stuff in my life. Or, you know, I've done pretty good so far, but I want it to even be better. His mercies are new every morning. 
And when you begin to say, God, move, move, move in my life. I'm going to water. I'm going to plant. I'm going to sow. I'm going to watch you do something great. Don't come to me in a month and say, you know, Pastor Stephanie, that message you preached about seeds, nothing's happening. Just watch it grow. Some of our kids, some of our situations are a little tougher than others. And it might take that seed a little bit more time to push through that rock, to push through that dirt. The resistance might be a little bit more difficult, but don't give up. Don't give up on the brink of your miracle. God is big enough to push through and create something amazing. I wanna ask you today, are you willing to commit with me to say, you know what, if I'm not doing it already, I'll take that five minutes every day. And I will dedicate that time in the word, throw on some worship music, and I will dedicate that time to say, God, I've not been listening, but I'm going to listen. I'm going to read. I'm gonna allow your word to begin to set root in the soil of my heart. How many of you today say, I I'm gonna do that. I'm going to make a difference. Well, that, we're about 20%. Come on, come on. I feel like an auctioneer. Give me five, give me 10, give me 15, give me 20, give me 25. There we go, okay. Come on, let's pray over that. Heavenly Father, we have come together today and said we are going to commit to one another to sow seeds, to water those seeds, to dive into your word so that that life begins to happen in us. Because inside of us, God, is a miracle. God, we are committing today to push ourselves out of the 95% and push ourselves towards the 5% that can make a difference in this world, that can make a difference in our families and in our lives. God, give us the strength. Give us wisdom, supernatural wisdom, supernatural strength, God, of how we can speak into those dead places in our lives, that we can speak into those rocky places in our lives. God, we trust you. We trust you that even when we see nothing, you are still working. God, I pray for each mother in here. Lord, wherever their children are, doesn't matter if they live five minutes away or 500 miles away, they're always on a mom's heart. Always wondering, how are they doing? Where are they? Are they making good choices? God, I pray for a peace that passes understanding over every mother, over every grandmother in this room. We ask that you would simply just overshadow us with your presence, with your power, knowing that the seeds that we've planted, God, will not return void, that those seeds have power. We thank you for it. In your precious name we pray, and everyone said, amen. amen.